0: Hello, friends, family, and internet strangers. It used to be that the study of body language across cultures, what someone would learn in school, is a step to something else, a prerequisite, as it were. Kind of, yeah, that's interesting, but not vital in the course of daily living. But here's the deal. Now, with our globalized economy and greater exposure to diverse cultures, understanding the difference in body language can have a huge impact on many aspects of work, business, and your personal life. And that's what we're talking about today on It's Kevin Just Saying. Welcome to It's Kevin Just Saying. So what are some of the examples of cultural differences when it comes to body language? Well, cultural differences in body language may show up in a wide variety of ways, such as the amount of physical touch, the conversational distance between people, interactions between same genders and different genders. For example, some cultures are very expressive when it comes to physical touch. I mean, think about it. In Italy, where a big hug and a kiss on each cheek is considered a common and acceptable greeting. And then compare that to Japan, where a proper greeting consists of just a respectful bow, no touch at all. Personal space and comfort distances are very personal, of course, but they are also influenced by cultural expectations. Look at South America, for instance. Personal space and comfort distances tend to be quite small. People stand really close to each other to talk, even when they don't know each other very well. Now go to the United States a personal space becomes much larger. People are not comfortable when others stand close to them, especially if they're not very well acquainted. Now, cultural differences in body language extend to gender interactions as well. Many cultures still view men as dominant and of higher stature than women, and their body language expectations reflect this view. Women may be expected to avert their eyes in the presence of a man or walk a few steps behind him. Western cultures in general have gradually revised their gender expectations to allow men and women to share more equal status in terms of acceptable body language. So what are the practical applications of cultural differences? Well, anybody who travels to different countries, whether for business pleasure, you need to have a good understanding of the body language expectations. In the business world, the wrong body language message can skew a deal right away. In the world of travel, the wrong body language message can lead to hostile and even dangerous situations. For instance, in the Middle East, a male business person has much more leeway in terms of where and how he walks than to females do, not to mention the different levels of access and local business opportunities. In fact, very few women do business in the Middle East because cultural aversion to interaction with women is just too hard to overcome. If you're planning a vacation to other countries, you should always pay attention to the body language expectations expectations. For instance, if you get lost in Japan, you're much more likely to get help from a local citizen if you know how to show respectful body language and follow the local customs of bowing and avoiding touch. So here's the bottom line. When it comes to cultural differences, it's the knowledge that's the key. If you go to a different culture, it only makes sense to learn about their expectations and adhere to those expectations during your time there. It shows respect for the culture, respect for the people. It may even help you from inadvertently breaking the law in some very conservative countries. When you understand and apply body language behaviors, your entire experience is likely to be more pleasant and successful. You may occasionally hear the phrase, the world's getting smaller. The internet, increased air travel, and trade links between countries can all be cited as contributing factors to this age of globalization. More than ever, it's never been so important to learn and understand the difference in body language between cultures. You might be surprised to learn that small everyday gestures in Western culture can be perceived as rude and ignorant in other cultures. Similarly, certain aspects in body language in other cultures may seem over the top or invasive to those that are more reserved. Take a look at kissing, for instance. Kissing in the Western world is a complex thing. A person can kiss or be kissed affectionately platonically passionately there's a world of difference between the appropriateness between a peck and a smooch kissing between opposite sexes is widespread both privately and publicly in in some cultures kissing a member of the opposite sex in public is a definite faux pas, especially in dealing with religious societies. In China and Japan, kissing is not usually used as a greeting, while countries like the US, Australia, and the UK a welcoming platonic kiss on both cheeks with the same sex is a matter of course in many regions, especially around the Mediterranean, North Africa, and Middle East. What about pointing? In the Western world, we often point at things to help explain a point. Although it sometimes is considered rude to point directly, a general point with the forefinger at an inanimate object is fine. However, in many Asian countries such as China, pointing a finger in public is considered quite rude. Rude. The alternative is a general gesture towards the point of interest with an open palm that faces upwards. Now take a look at the handshake, for instance. The way you meet and greet someone is perhaps one of the most diverse body language practices in the world. Where you come from will often determine the way you greet another person. In the Western world, handshakes between men and women are of course the most widespread form of greeting. In less formal circumstances, hugging and a kiss on the cheek are commonly practiced. This also tends to be the case now for many Middle Eastern, African, and Asian countries, particularly in business situations. But again, certain social etiquette come into play. For instance, in the strict Muslim culture, kissing a woman in public, especially if she is unmarried, would not be acceptable. A man would only shake hands with a woman if she offered him her hand first. There's also more emphasis placed on using the correct hand in the Muslim and Hindu society. The left hand is considered unclean, so practices such as handshaking and eating are only performed with the right hand. Now, we've all seen bowing in Asian countries. The historic act of bowing is still much practiced in places like Japan, China, and Korea. These countries are steeped in a culture where respect for elders and those in authority is of the utmost importance and are sometimes regarded as some of the most reserved cultures in the world. In the Western world, direct eye contact is seen as a sign of strength and interest. In many Asian countries, it is perceived as rude. Did you know that bowing can vary between different cultures and religions? By the way you bow can also depend on the social situation and the reason you are bowing. For instance, the way you bow when greeting someone can be different to the bow of an apology or thanks. So what's misunderstood? There are certain body language acts that many Westerners might not even consider to be rude abroad. For instance, biting your thumb in Italy is considered rude. but But many Italians may not realize that sitting with the soles of your feet on show in the Middle East would be seen as highly disrespectful. Likewise, someone from the Middle East may not realize that greeting a member of the same sex with a kiss on both cheeks would be deeply inappropriate. A Muslim person believes that bowing is only appropriate in worship. A Chinese person may not realize that a British person would consider their more relaxed attitude to spinning in public very bad manners. And a British person may not consider that making the okay sign with the index finger and thumb in Brazil be seen as highly offensive. If you intend to travel abroad, it's always worth researching the social etiquette of your destination. Religion, social standing, gender, and the region can all affect what is considered appropriate, what is normal, and what is expected. A little effort in understanding other cultures in this way can prove invaluable with ensuring a successful and enjoyable experience. So pay attention to body language, see what they're actually saying, understand the cultures that you're interacting with, and you'll have a great conversation and connect with people on a much deeper level. Have a great day and remember be remarkable.